Introducing the Little Giants Podcast, brought to you by Highlight Hub, hosted by Elder Gallison and Joey Riccatoni. He drops three, back the pass. two, one. Alright, we're live. One sec, gonna send this to the group chat to get our only listeners. Oh, is that what you do? They don't even like come yeah. in there with their own uh, agency. You force yeah. them to show up. Well, yeah, Listeners. I put it in the group chat, and then Cam remembers to watch us because we're pathetic. That's awesome. Brett Hunchak in the chat. Cleveland Joe Food, the man himself. Oh yeah. All right, all right. How you doing, we're my friend? Alive. How you doing, my Not friend? Bad. Another day at the races. How about you, buddy? It's been it's been a wild ride, a little emotional, a little It's little been down. one week since you looked at me. I don't know that one. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, All right. So how you doing? I already asked that. What's been yeah. going on this weekend? Did you watch any pro? Uh, I didn't watch anything. I, I still am not entirely sure what what was happening. Like they just had a game of three on three Madden or four on four Madden. Like what was it? it something like that. I don't know. I just saw that Marshawn Lynch was playing some <clears throat> Xbox and he broke a chair or something. That was all I really gathered from the whole time. That that was going they, on this weekend. They somehow made the Pro Bowl less interesting. <laughs> new low it feels like yeah. if, if anything's gonna fold if it's like we're talking leagues job industries the pro bowl should just fold because it's a waste of money and how can you expect well, people to play an aggressive sport for fun that's what i don't get well that's what the cfl does right like the cfl completely got rid of like an all-star game right and it's just like you've been named as an all-star congrats and that's it <laughs> Like even yeah. in college, like the East West Bowl is not about like an it's not like an all star showcase. It's like for a lot of senior like the senior it's bowls a job and stuff interview. like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it, it actually still matters. Right. The Pro Bowl does not have because like you look at like the NBA All Star game and it's like there's like fun to it and it's like it's going to be wildly like high scoring and no competition. Yeah, everyone agrees to play, like, not play defense. Right. But in football, you can't agree to not play defense because 11 guys only play defense. <laughs> right. And so you just get this, like, pathetic excuse for football. Dude, do you remember the, the sh- I mean, not that we remember necessarily, but the Sean Taylor hit on um, the punter? punter? Yeah. Wasn't that yeah. the Bills punter or something? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, like he See, lit him up. It's like you can't tell him otherwise. It's like, okay, have, have your fun in the moment. Here's your fake. The one time you get to carry the ball yeah, in your yeah. entire career, you just get lit up by. And he was probably like, what, like 165 pounds getting oh. killed by Sean Taylor? Yeah. Uh, Sam said it. Brian Mormon. That's who it was. Brian Mormon. Yeah. Classic. Brings me back to Madden 08. Uh, those were the days. Madden 08 was uh, Vince Young on the cover, right? Yeah, that's the first Madden I ever played. The first one I ever no, played? No, actually, I liked it. Madden 03. Cause, cause I, no, because I sold you Madden 03 on GameCube, and that's how we became friends, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I actually 
because probably the chulk, still have it. I have all my... the, the chulk who we used to call uh, Jerome Bettis, I think. Oh, oh, I forget. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that, we that's digress. For, that's, for we another, digress. that's for another podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was Marshall Falk on the 03 one. Um, but um so i guess let's the, jump into the big news yeah. yeah the biggest news of all the newsworthy stories in the nfl um this weekend at least matt stafford matt stafford for jared goff two firsts and and what was it two firsts and a third or two firsts two firsts and a third i'm pretty sure yeah like so obviously I like the move to go for like a, a legit QB mm-hmm. because, because obviously they feel like, okay, this is our Super Bowl window. You go for it now. Like don't look four or five years in the future, go for it now. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I still think they gave up a lot and they've set the quarterback off season market now. Right. So it's like you give up two firsts and a third and a former first overall pick for Matt Stafford, who's 32. And also, you know, I we're big Matt Stafford guys, but in, you know, in all fairness, he has not won a lot in his career. Right. So it's still so you, a bit of a gamble. Yeah. You sense. set that precedent with Matt Stafford. What is Deshaun? What's it going to take to get Deshaun Watson? Right. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I'm guessing like four firsts or like three first, three seconds and some players. Like it's going to take a lot to get Deshaun Watson because the Rams have now set the market. Right. Exactly. So who do you think won the trade or because the, the majority has been saying like the Rams got fleeced. They haven't had a first pick or a first round pick since Jared Goff, you know? So I mean, yeah, like I understand you haven't had a first-round pick since Jared Goff, but like you look at this year's first-round pick, you traded away for Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Who who could you get at like 27th overall that would be better than Jalen Ramsey? Right, and then you still hit on Cam Akers in the second or third round. Yeah, so I understand like, oh, you don't have any first-round picks, but this team is built mm-hmm. to win right now. Yeah. And and in the NFL, like that stuff can fall apart very quickly. Like Definitely. Super Bowl windows are very short. Right. Like I would say this year the Rams were a QB away. Right. You know, and so it's like you kind of say, All right, whatever. Before we have to pay all these guys because they're gonna have to pay a lot of guys and they're not gonna be able to keep everyone. Right. They yeah, basically they're all have superstars. like stars. Yeah, they basically have like one really good shot at a Super Bowl this coming season. Mm-hmm. And then maybe one more year after that where they can, they're like in the mix. But after that, you're not going to be able to keep and re-sign all these talented guys that you have. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to me, I think they are at least an NFC championship team. I think they can push it that far because they one handedly and yes the Seahawks had their troubles near the end of the year but still they were the underdog in that game and went in with a backup quarterback and then Jared Goff and I think that was the writing on the wall right there the fact that Goff could have played but you went with someone else that doesn't happen with your franchise guy so 
you know, everyone's saying like McVeigh and Goff won't split. They're a young duo. They're going to work it out. It's just a business. And unfor- like, I actually kind of feel bad for Jared Goff that he has to go play in Detroit now with a fresh rebuild after being in LA and here's going the thing, to a Super Bowl. That's, that's here's the thing with bad. Detroit. So first of all, when you say who won the trade, I actually think this is like a great trade for both teams mm-hmm. because like the Rams are like, okay, this is our shot. Let's bring in someone who we think can take us there. Who mm-hmm. cares what it costs? And like, right. you always, you always hear it. Like the sports pundits talk about it. It's like, if that's your guy, there is no price too high to pay. Exactly. If he's going to bring you there, which the Rams were that's in the, Super the point Bowl three years ago. That That's the point, right? Like you play to go to the Super Bowl. And so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you give up first round picks, but if Matt Stafford can somehow win you a Super Bowl, you'll give up three more first round picks. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, and that's the thing. If and you're, then, Sam made a point um, that he was saying those picks are 20 to 32 in the draft. So you're not really missing out on that much. If you're finishing in the top four, most of those teams well, that win a thing. Super Bowl, they trade those picks away because they're like... And if you're the Rams, you're too good to get a franchise quarterback in the draft now. Mm-hmm. The team is too good. You wouldn't yeah. be able to draft a, a franchise quarterback with any of those picks. Yeah. So you get a guy who who is 32 years old, which in today's NFL is really young. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think conservatively, Matt Stafford has five more years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too, because they have, like, the third-ranked line in the league, too. They have a good offensive line, a solid running back, two good receivers, two good tight ends. It's stepping into a situation that he didn't even have. And the best defense in the NFL. And the best. So, yeah. it's uh, And then from Detroit's perspective, you load up on picks. Uh, the, The one thing about getting Jared Goff is, like, I still don't think Jared Goff is terrible and I think he'll be good enough so that they can't like add top like five talent. They won't be picking in the top five. Mm-hmm. I could see this team being like a six and 10, seven and nine team. Right. Yeah. You know? Honestly, so to me, when I think of Jared Goff, I kind of get a little bit of the Alex Smith vibe where it's like you were taken really high. There were better quarterbacks taken after you and you've kind of underachieved to a point. And, you know, I don't think it'll necessarily turn out as well. Like Alex Smith turned out to be a very good middle upper tier of the pack. And I don't know if he'll ascend to that, but I mean, he's still been to a Super Bowl, right? Look, if you change the, like, if you just say that, Hey, Jared Goff was taken in the second round, you go, this guy's a, this guy's a pretty good quarterback. Right. But like with being the first overall pick comes a lot of pressure. And it's like, if you're not a transcendent guy, you're going to be labeled as a bust pretty much. Definitely. And I think that's why Baker's never quite worked his way out of the criticism. Like a lot of other guys have like Lamar Jackson. No, everyone doubted him and he's completely blown past even to what the best projections of him would have been. But with Baker, but even then he was the 32nd overall pick. Right. 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 So it's like, when you're the first overall pick, it's like this guy needs to come in and change our franchise. Mm-hmm. And I think Baker has done that in a lot of ways, but like he doesn't put up like video game numbers. 
Right. So people are still like, was he worth the first overall pick? Exactly. Because I think that's just the trend we've been seeing now is that these young quarterbacks are coming and having such big jumps into their second and third year that we never, we weren't seeing that when we were in high school, you know, that all the talent was still like Tom Brady. It was, Peyton Manning while he was still playing Drew Brees. So it's like all those guys are just retiring now, but we've had Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow is going to be great. Like, but before that, it was like, it it was Baker was the first overall pick. And then like, I can't remember who was before then, but then you have like Jameis and and Jared Mm -hmm. Goff. Right. A lot of those guys don't pan out. Definitely. It just, I guess that flash, that initial flash is yeah. what you see because you saw that with Jameis even to a degree. You know, he, we always knew he threw a lot of picks, but it was like the guy could really play. Well, I mean, it's looking like he's the guy in New Orleans this year, so it should be cool to see what he can do with a year behind Drew Brees mm-hmm. in a Sean Payton offense with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and kind of see how he's grown in the year on the bench. Yeah, uh, I'm actually really excited to see that from Jameis because I, I always kind of root for him. He's such a goofball. He's like, yeah, he's just fun to watch, right? For sure, man. Because I, I remember college football always kind of sucked for the most part. A lot of the time, when it came down to the national championship, I feel like when we were growing up, like it was never ultra competitive. But that Auburn Florida State national championship yeah. that Jameis was in, it was like that was so awesome so before he was stealing crab legs from Publix, like he was unreal and then i feel like he just kind of had a rocky start in a bad scenario in tampa for a long time and now learning under breeze who's a consummate professional i think that's gonna really make him you know ascend his talent and i think sean payton's the perfect guy to guide that right for sure But yeah, that being said, from the Rams perspective, I love this trade. (laughs) I just go for it, right? Yeah. It's not every day you get to have the one one A or one B corner and the best defensive player, Aaron Donald, on your team with a good line, good running game, good receiver, like and a quarterback who doesn't need to develop. Right. Like, yeah, he's ready to come in and lead. There is no growth that needs to happen he needs to learn the offense and and hopefully hit the ground running definitely and you know that being said put it in the comments do you think the rams will make it to the nfc championship next year because i'm saying yes i think it's going to be them them in green bay Mm, i don't know i don't know we'll have to see we'll have to see right now I feel like that Green Bay situation isn't all as tight as it should be. I think Sean McVay right now is like in his room, like already drawing up plays that he can run with, with Matthew Stafford's arm and like being able to actually push the ball down the field. Oh dude, for sure. Like he, he's probably just loving life right now because he's going to be able to open up the playbook and be even more creative than we've already seen him be. Right. Well, even with Goff, like they still had a very explosive offense that one year, right? And they had the long, I think they had the most like plus 20 yard throwing plays and stuff. So I, I think, yeah, now he just won't be limited. It won't be a matter of it. Can he make the throw? It's like if he's open, he's going to make the throw and he'll win clutch yeah. games for you. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think Goff, um, they they made the system so that there's like a lot of crossing routes and a lot of opportunity for run after the catch. Mm-hmm. But now you have like that deep, like 25, 30 yard down the field, like attack right. in the passing game. And, and that's going to be a, a huge deal. And it's going to open up everything else underneath for them too. Right. The, Ram, the Rams are going to be legit, man. I think so too. And they were, they were the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team this year. Cause they'd be hot and then they lose and then like get blown out by Miami one week and then beat the Seahawks. So it was, I feel like there was still the bones of a really, really good team in there. And I think people discounted McVay a lot. Like I remember you and I, even we had the Rams in our top five in like week 12 and the next week they got blown out. And I, I forget yeah. what it was, but they were total, like they were the favorites to win it by a lot. Well, Cause they came out and it was the, the Jets, Bills. wasn't it? They came out and beat the Bills, mm-hmm. and then they lost to the Jets. Right, that's what it was. Like, I, like <laughs> I don't know what to think of this team. Yeah, so that kind of threw us for a loop, but I think they're straight up back in talk as a top-five team easily going into next season. And, I mean, I really hope that like we're not overhyping Matt Stafford because that is a real possibility where it's just like we're putting all the blame on the, the sorry franchise that the Detroit Lions are. Yeah. Which like I would I that's how I feel. Yeah. I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, you never I, know, right? Matt Stafford makes throws that like if his name was Pat Mahomes and people actually cared about the Lions, he they're more impressive. I remember there was one no look that he threw where he threads the needle with two closing defenders and hits the guy in the back of the end zone. And it was, it was like an anticipation, no luck in tight coverage. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, he's got all the tools. He's got all the tools. Yeah. Also, I need to apologize to Sam. The Rams didn't beat the bills. He fact checked me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. Sorry. Bills the mafia. Bills the, yeah. The bills are the greatest. Okay. Someone's going to run in and break you over a table. Um, but so we talked Stafford. What was the other point? What was the I mean, we're talking about resetting the, the QB market this year Definitely. in terms of trades. Definitely. And so like there are going to be very few teams with the ammunition to go up and get Watson. Like it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to take a lot to get him. I would say the Jets are the only team that are really, really well positioned and the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are well positioned too because they have the Texans pick and their own pick mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't really know. I don't really with Watson it, they've said they won't trade him, then he requests a trade and I just don't Reese is saying Watson goes to the Niners. I that is who I want more than anything. I think it's good for the NFL in the sense that Watson gets out of the AFC because there's so many good young quarterbacks and the NFC is kind of the place to retire as a quarterback seemingly lately. So load that up with young talent too. It just make it, I think more even across the board, but also like Deshaun Watson as a 49er would be, I think we forget how big of a brand they are because they haven't had a superstar quarterback since Steve Young, you know, but if they had Watson, that would be. I mean, you saw like the flash in the pan with Kaepernick, right? How, how like, 
how popular of a team they became when Kaepernick was was at QB for them. For sure. And before I, Chip Kelly took over. Yeah. And then with Jimmy G, it didn't feel as big. I feel like there was already questions about him, but if you well, I mean, he he was always the he's like kind of the band-aid over the the issue. They only gave up a second round pick for him, which like as you see now, like if you think you're getting a franchise guy, like a like a a franchise changing guy, mm-hmm. a second round pick isn't gonna cut it. Yeah, it's very true. And that was the argument where people were upset with Belich or sorry, with Robert Kraft and Brady being like, that was our future, that was our future. It's that would have taken a lot longer in that system to be yielding the kind of results that you're talking about, where it's like you're a lock for sure franchise leader and changer. And yeah, he wasn't that. Well, like you look at this year's Patriots team, the first team without Tom Brady, does Jimmy Garoppolo really change their fortunes? I think they get seven wins, but that's probably the most. What they Did they have seven wins this year? I think they had seven wins this year. Okay. So. Well, they might get Six one more. They might get one more, but like they're, they're barely sniffing the playoffs. That's what I mean. So I think, I think Jimmy G again is like a, an Alex Smith kind of guy. Like I hate the term game manager because it seems like it's a negative thing to, to manage a game, mm-hmm. but it's just the, it's the guy that if he doesn't make mistakes, you'll probably win. Right. But, but if you have a bad football team around him, he's not going to be able to pull you out of the, out of the, the hole, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think Jimmy G is that kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Uh- it's it's tough to like pinpoint down what the thing that makes a great player because it's like it's not always passing touchdowns like numbers do lie right it's like it's not always yards or touchdowns or whatever it is but I think it's like can you make a game close basically every week and Deshaun Watson does that it's like Russell Wilson does that Brady all those guys make it like down to the razor because they can themselves do something about it. And well, because you, you have the confidence of your team that says, Hey, with this, with this guy, we're never out of a game. Right. And And it's like, that's so infectious. And that matters at head coach too, because it's just all related in that sense. And you can tell everyone's been on a sideline before where just the energy is completely sucked out and there's no we're gonna get this and it might not even be that far out of reach right yeah and that's that's a tough thing to stomach and it's crazy how people like that get into the pros like jay cutler you know where they just don't care enough like their mister can't be bothered that's the thing like a guy like jay cutler is like an all-time talent yeah but again it's like that's why the quarterback position is so important. It's so much more than how well you can throw the ball. It's like you are the leader. You are the captain of the ship. Right. And it's like your your attitude and energy spreads to that entire locker room. And so those Bears teams, they were talented, so mm-hmm. talented. <laughs> but again, like, and even they came out, I can't remember what Bears player it was who said this in an interview but or an Instagram comment, but he was like, Oh, we would have won that uh, NFC championship if number six hadn't quit on us. 
Like he, he put it in a comment. I can't remember who it, it was. Wasn't Erlacher, was it? No, no, no. Because was that Erlacher's last year, and they had Julius Peppers and Peanut Tillman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a squad. What a Matt squad. Matt Forte, Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. Dude, people don't realize how good Matt Forte was. Like yeah. he, he was the ultimate can do it all. He was like Marshall Falk, man. Like same, mm. same cut. Yeah, wasn't Forte taller? I thought he was maybe like six one or something like that. I don't know. Maybe he's know. just Matt Forte rules. We love yeah. you, Matt. We'll we'll have you. We'll have you on the show. We'd love sometime. to have you on the show. <laughs> Ex Bills alum too. I always forget that he played for the Bills. No, he played for the Jets. He didn't play for the Bills. I swear he played for the Bills. I don't know. Sam, pull, pull it up, Sam. Pull it up, Sam. Sam, pull that up. <laughs> he's, he's our producer offsite. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, who you got on the the show before the show before? Who you got? Tampa you know what, Bay. It's it's exciting to have a Super Bowl where my mind changes every day. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's it's so close. I think I'm starting to like lean over to the Chiefs a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I saw I saw a stat, and it's like in the last 26 games, the Chiefs are 25 and one with that one loss to the Raiders with Pat Mahomes at quarterback. They lost to the Chargers Week 17 with Chad Henney this year, but right. 25 and one in their last 26 with Pat Mahomes. And then their last one before that was what the the AFC Championship that he lost to Brady. No, I think it was some regular season game last mm. year, but but still, like, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, I just don't see how the Bucks can stop the Chiefs. Right. I just think right. I feel they're a more physical team. I feel like Tampa Bay is a more physical team. So right now that's where like, I'm confident that their defense is going to be stout as stout as you can be against the chiefs. Sure, But I would, I would argue that the bills are a more physical team than the chiefs. And we saw what happened. I think the bills are lacking like the Levante David though. That's like the Wiley vet that's going to lay it down. I think that's okay, the, the thing Wiley vet, sure, but but the Bills have great linebackers. To like, I maybe not great, but very good. Like but Tremaine Edmonds David. and Matt Milano. They're yeah, not Ma- Levante David or Devin White. I agree, but I just think I. The more I think about it, man, Andy Reid with two weeks to prep, Pat Mahomes <laughs> getting healthy. Yeah. You're, in your opinion, the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Who's going to cover him? Just going to play a deep zone the whole game. (laughs) I don't know, man. But see, the thing is, you play a deep zone, you have to back off, and then Kelsey eats you up underneath. Right. They just run over routes and climbs and all that. So So I get it like that, but I think they're going to be physical coming off the line too, and they can crowd the pocket. And I was watching, but that's the thing. The, the chiefs have so much motion and movement. It's like, if you really want to send the dogs on the chiefs, you're going to get burned a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, they're going to try and beat down Mahomes physically through that game. And if you can get some right. hits on him, if you can get some hits on him, because that's his thing where he gets relatively untouched for a bigger quarterback. 
you know, in the same way where you can never really get a great shot on Lamar, you can't really ever see many moments. Like even on that concussion, they didn't really pop him, right? Like he. he but takes- here's the thing with the Chiefs: their their playbook and their team is built in a way that's so versatile that it's like you start to get hits on them. They're going to change to a quick like three step and let the ball go offense. They're not going to let you continue to hit Pat Mahomes. And then I understand how great the, the Tampa Bay pass rush could be in this game, but (laughs) knowing, knowing the way JPP plays, knowing the way Shaq Barrett plays and the upfield penetration they get, there's going to be a lot of, of gaps and Pat Mahomes is really good at stepping it, stepping up in the pocket and delivering strikes. And so I think, I think that physicality might work against Tampa Bay early in the game. Cause they're going to, they're going to come after Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. Todd Bowles is going to, Todd Bowles is going to try and get to him, man. They're going to think JPP throwing firecrackers back there or something. <laughs> Thumbs up for JPP. Kidding. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I get that, but I think, you got Carlton Davis. You got Sean Murphy Bunting, Devin none White. None of those guys. None of those guys could stay within ten yards of Tyree Kill on a go route. Physical though, they're physical, and I think it doesn't that will matter play to their advantage. Again, with all the motion and movement pre-snap that the Chiefs have, you can't press a guy like Tyreek. They're going to move him around and get him like snap the ball when he's moving laterally. So you can't get a clean press on him. Right. Absolutely. And in theory that works, but that's not always how it works. I'm sure you remember when we were playing in high school, not to bring it back to high school, but that's just what we do over here. It's when we play certain teams with like West Mount or whatever, who had a ton of motion and it was hard to break down at first when you have two weeks, there are and I know it's different than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> But I'm saying when you have two weeks to see it, you've played them once this year, you start to get a better idea of how to gauge it. So I think they're going to be the best team to defend those guys by the end of the, you know, throughout the whole season, through all the teams they played. I think these will be, this will be the defense who keeps them at day. I I can see, I can see Tampa's defense making a few plays, getting like some like uh, stops behind the line and some sacks and everything. Mm -hmm. But I also see them being vulnerable to huge chunk plays. Right. Everyone is against the chiefs. First of all, that's, that's the way their offense is built. It's like, it doesn't matter if you put them in third and 15, right. They'll, they'll get the 15 for sure. For sure. But that's what you've seen of Tampa Bay, like with one second to go, going into halftime in the NFC championship, they score like a 50 plus yard touchdown to Scotty Miller. So I think they have all the horses that they need to keep it within reach. And I think it just comes down to two or three big defensive plays, right? It'll be a close game, but yeah, the more I think about it, it like, it would be such a great story to be like, Oh, Tom Brady, seven rings goes to Tampa wins, wins a ring. Bill Belichick doesn't make the playoffs, you know, like that's such a like fun narrative to have, mm-hmm. but I think the, the torch has been passed. And I think this, this game is like the nail in the coffin. That's like the chief's dynasty is, is here to stay. No, 
I don't want it to be as a Chargers everyone, fan division everyone, rival. I hate it, but everyone thought that about the Seahawks. Everyone yeah, thought I mean, that about the Seahawks. And they were they were one play away from getting that, right? The Malcolm Butler pick. And, and it was again, on the other side of that. Tommy Tom, Tom Brady with the interception. They put him out there at safety <laughs> and he drove it. <laughs> no, man, I yeah, as much as it kills me to say that the, the Chiefs are gonna win this thing, I'm the more I think about it, the more confident I am that, that the Chiefs are gonna walk away with this thing. I think it'll be close still. I don't think it's gonna be a snooze fest. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Mm-hmm. But but when you look top to bottom, the Chiefs defense is playing really well. Yeah. Pat Mahomes is playing as well, if not better than everyone in the NFL. Like, I don't care about the numbers. Like, I know Aaron Rodgers had way better numbers, but the eye test, it's like who who plays better than Pat Mahomes? Baker. Okay. <laughs> You're making a mockery of this show. Uh, we gotta. This is the entertaining episode because it's a Tuesday before the Super Bowl, and we haven't had any games. Um, but I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Mahomes is definitely. You can tell they're on another level. Hill and Kelsey on another level. They have that injury to Eric Fisher that leaves a big hole. That leaves a lot of opportunity. So I think this is their most vulnerable. So that's why I'm confident. Not confident because I haven't made my picks yet. Um, but I'm leaning more Tampa because I see all of those things. And Kansas City, relatively speaking, not that they've had an easy path, but they've had a very good scenarios going into games other than Mahomes. Obviously, that proves that they're a very good team because Henny could come in and close that game out against Cleveland. That's what I mean. It's it's not just a great quarterback you get with Kansas City. Right. That team is absolutely loaded, and you just happen to have the best quarterback in the NFL with right. that loaded team. Definitely. But now you're dealing with significant offensive line issues. And, and I think that's going again, I think that's gonna play into like whoever's lined up against Eric Fisher's backup, like if it's Shaq Barrett or JPP, they're going to be licking their chops saying, here's a backup offensive lineman. And as an ex-defensive lineman, I can tell you, there will be over-pursuit. They're going to get way upfield. They're going to run way past the depth of the quarterback. And in the sacks, maybe they get a couple sacks, but they're going to be playing so aggressive and fast and trying to get the sack that it's going to open up some like extended plays, big chunk scramble drill type plays. Right. And I would counter that by saying Devin White is fast enough laterally to fix those errors for them. But I mean like that's if you're you have him in as a spy at, on every play. Well maybe they will. That's a feasible option. So it could be, but then Pat Mahomes just tears you apart because you got one guy on defense just standing in the middle of the field. This is what I'm saying. The Chiefs can beat you in so many different ways. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that for a second. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying the Chiefs are absolutely the most vulnerable they've been going into this game all season. The best offense they played all season was probably Tampa Bay, and they played like garbage going into that, and Tampa is hot now. So I think their defense is going to have issues. They didn't have to play a great offense throughout the playoffs. Like the Bills don't have a run game. It was all on a guy who's gone 
just won his first playoff game and the bills you know baker's not even what josh allen is necessarily right so if tampa if tampa does lean on the run game a lot i think maybe you have a point but i think bruce arians is again gonna be like it's super bowl time and he's gonna like I think he lets Tom Brady throw the ball like 45 times. Mm -hmm. I think he, he throws all like ball control and like game plan out the window. And he just gets excited about being in the Super Bowl, And he's going to be like, like playing Madden four verts, four verts every time. Right. And I mean, I think Brady has a lot more pull in that offense than the public probably knows about realistically. I mean, Arians has come out and said, that he gets to do his thing like he never got to do in New England. So I think he has a lot of pull and call. And why wouldn't you lean on someone like that as Arians? I think he's smart enough to do that because Brady's been there 10 times now. So he knows all the ins and outs better than 99% of the coaches in the NFL even one. So I, I don't think, I don't think Bruce Arians has that much, pride where he wouldn't be willing to be like okay walk me through this right in a sense yeah yeah for sure but i also think tom brady's a competitive guy you know and if you're an ultra competitive quarterback who's been there 10 times it's like who who do you want the whose hand do you want the ball in right and it's like it, me i i just i don't know i again i think it's gonna be really close and I'm not like I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to blow out the Bucks, but the Chiefs are never out of any game, so it Definitely. doesn't it doesn't matter what the score is going into the fourth quarter. Even like mm-hmm. the Chiefs can score 21 points in like three minutes if they have to. They're just built that way. They're like the they're like the Seahawks we saw early in this year, where it's like, why are you hanging around with these guys for so long? Right, and then you just and then you decide to flip it on. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think on this note, we should pack things up, lead it in to our Friday discussion, all about the Super Bowl, given our picks. Been pretty I'm gonna have close. A full, I'm going to have a full like scouting report ready <laughs> for why the Chiefs are going to win, and I'm going to destroy you with facts and logic, hey, man. Shapiro style. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs. Have the most potent <laughs> offense in the NFL. Okay. Um, but regardless, hey man, I've been hot my last two picks for games week week for week. I was like one point off with the Green Bay LA game and predicted exactly the NFC championship last week. So I I am on a hot streak. If I hit this, this is all time. And everyone's um, gonna have to put let the let the record show that you also had the Steelers and Seahawks playing in the Super Bowl. That was at the beginning of the year. And then they were the two hottest teams for the first 11 weeks. So <laughs> uh, Steelers, Seahawks, Super Bowl. Uh, whatever. Um, so thank you for listening, everyone. Are there any significant comments we should hit up real quick? Do you not see them here? It's just kind of far away from me. Oh, Can't reach convenient. it. Um, <laughs> So it's Cam, Andrew, and Sam kind of going back and forth on why the Chiefs are going to win. Okay. Everyone agrees with me. Yeah. Uh, so like Cam said, Brady threw three picks, picks last week, um, and he's 43. I don't think the age thing really bothers me at all in this game, but the three picks might. Again, it was like 
they were up big and they were really aggressive just throwing vertical routes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't, again, I just, I don't, I'm not crazy about that. Like four verts offense that Bruce Arians runs, especially when it comes to like playoff football, it's all, all right. fun in the regular season where you get to put up fun, like huge numbers, but in the playoffs, you have to be a little more, um, calculated with your play calling for sure but because he relies on his horses a lot you know like he's he's like hey just just mike evans go route throw it for sure how again though i think that's a good time to learn that lesson is the week before the super bowl so maybe they're learning from it i don't think tom brady needs to learn any lessons at 40 bruce arians does though if he's okay. the one calling Anyways. those plays whatever we'll get into sam, it we can keep sam says sam says look what tyree kill did with the short throws against buffalo agreed it's like that again that run after the catch i think tampa bay's uh defensive backfield is actually filled with really good tacklers mm-hmm. but it's a different ball game when you're trying to tackle tyree kill so definitely definitely um what else we got here cam said put the house on joey score prediction thank you cam sam says next month's rent is going on the chief's money line mahomes mvp <laughs> and tails on the coin toss please don't you're gonna ruin the whole game <laughs> before the <laughs> kickoff <laughs> oh man yeah. all right yeah so that's that's all we got that's all we got and we are back friday 6 p.m Yes. Sounds great. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Later. See you later. That's how winning is done. That's why we lift all them weights. It's a game of inches, gentlemen. Respect is earned. Riff said. Not little.